0: UMass Lowell, Hartford, you can go down the list. NJIT, I believe, BC lost to. All of these bye games in the last 10 years, the Eagles have not been able to pull off a win. And it was, you know, an embarrassing moment. On today's show, BC doesn't fall down that trap. Down two starters, they pull off a last-second victory, one that continues to bring excitement to Chestnut Hill. We'll get into all of that on today's locked on bc you are locked on boston college your daily podcast on the boston college eagles part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Locked on BC. This is AJ Black here, and thank you all for listening. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, lines, and bets than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, heading into this game, it was an eight and a half point spread, and I was like, "Man, this seems really close for a you know a BC team that was pretty high up in the Ken Palm ratings, and and a Cornell team that I just didn't know much about. I think they were like fifth or." Ivy League last year, but I don't discredit any team that you play that you know against BC because we've seen over and over. I just listed off like five by games in the last like five years that BC's lost, <laughs> and I I mean you could go on and on and on. Albany, I forgot Albany last year, and, and it just happens every single year. So BC jumps out to this huge lead. You're looking, at, you're looking at them, and you're going, okay. Oh, BC's got got control. I think they were up sixteen to four at one point. Cornell's shooting miserably from the three point range, and then all of a sudden, Cornell's offense clicks. They're starting to hit three points left and right, and they go, you know, BC kind of their offense starts to to to, to go back a little bit. They're still hitting their shots, but Cornell is starting to really get it going, and and BC has, I think, a one point lead going into the second half and you get that feeling in your gut and BC fans know exactly what I'm talking about here, where you're going, Oh God, this is happening again. And I'm not going to tell the person's name who, who DM'd me. I get, I get DMS all the time during games, but this certain person says like midway through the second, second half losing to Cornell at home. The entire athletic department is a mess. AJ, what the hell happened? But You know, at first I was like, oh, come on, just relax for a second. The game's not over. But on the other hand, I get it. You know, BC has had so many disappointing moments. And wouldn't it just be Boston College for the Eagles to go out after having all of this momentum, even the announcers were talking about it, about the ACC tournament last year, and then lay an egg in the first game of the season against Cornell. Lose that bye game. Have John Rothstein tweet the epitome of brutality or whatever the hell he always tweets. And it just felt like that. As the lead for Cornell, they start, they're start. they starting to hit shots. BC's turning the ball over. They're looking sloppy. They can't get anything going on offense. The lead, I think, went up to six points at one point for Cornell. Halfway through the second half, and you're thinking to yourself, this is bad. This is getting bad. And credit to the Eagles, because they didn't give up. They, you know, both teams, Cornell, the... Credit to them too, because they they both teams had their opportunities. And it looked like at one point, I think it was with 40 seconds left, the BC, uh, they I think his name was Ragland or something on Cornell it goes out and shoots a terrible looking three-pointer. They easily rebound it for BC. They're up by three, and it looks like they're gonna get foul shots and hopefully put the game on ice. And then Bickerstaff gets tripped out of bounds. He looks like he throws it off, but it kind of just lands back in his lap. He throws it off the guy, but it also lands in his lap as he's out of bounds. Ball goes back to Cornell. We know how that story is going to end. Cornell hits the three-pointer. They tie it up. BC gets the ball back with 27 seconds, I believe it was, left. And they go down the court, and <laughs> Mitch Wolf texts me. He goes, AJ, you know what's going to happen, right? BC's going to hit like a, a free throw. a uh, 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 a layup and then Cornell's going to hit an insane three-pointer to win it. And I, I thought that was going to happen. I still, even after the shot that we're going to talk about in a second happens, I saw, still thought that was going to happen. They get a nice pass in down to Prince of and the dude hits a shot with 0.9 seconds left. And the fan, the place goes nuts. You know, Conti forum, myself included, have called it Conti morgue for years because it, it has no energy and it had energy tonight. For the first time in a long time other than those Duke games, it felt like Conti Forum had a good crowd. There was fans and students were all there. This was the kind of win they needed. And Eligby hits that shot. It's 0.9 seconds left. And they're like just don't foul, don't do- foul. And it was millimeters away from I think it was Jaden Zachary jumping into a guy to hit who launched up to three to that would have won it. So that was really close, but it's a win. That's all you can ask for in a game like this is you go out there and you win. You don't get the disappointing loss. You add the win and you move on and survive. And what was big about this was there's a bunch of different things. We're going to get to that in a second. There was a bunch of different reasons why this win was so important, but we'll get into those in just a moment. The fact that they just, that they, what they, they, rode the wave of the ups and downs of these teams because look at Florida state. They just lost to Stetson. I think it was in, in basketballs. So they lost. There's other teams that they lose these by games and it really can ruin a season. So you got to go out there and win them. And that's exactly what BC did. And it was a great outing by, I mean, Prince of league Bay led the BC, with 16 points in this game. He had 16 points and nine rebounds. Now, how is that for a first outing as a true freshman? As they said on the uh, on the, uh broadcast, like a lot of four stars, you see him come in and you're going, why is this guy getting the rankings that he does? And, and you don't get to see what, what it was that got that garnered that kind of, of ranking. Aligby in game one goes out there and he knocks that down. He he showed you, right? He started off so jittery, like, I mean, like he looked like a true freshman the first like six or seven minutes. Like, you know, he had opportunity after opportunity and he just couldn't get the ball to fall and he made some turnovers. I think he had four turnovers on the game, but he stuck with it and he got better as the game goes on. And listening to him talk after that game, he didn't sound like a freshman at all. He sounded like a guy that's been part of Earl Grant's program for years. And that's, that's exciting because this kid goes out and wins you a game in game. Number one, what else is he going to bring? What else is he going to bring? And we'll talk about this in a second. When DeMar Lankford comes back and Quentin post comes back and you have your full arsenal of weapons because BC was down two of their starters. That's exciting. Okay. In a moment, I'm going to talk about all the takeaways from this game. I'm going to give you everything that you need to know about why this game was important, maybe why there's some concerns here, but what were the big takeaways from BC's big win over Cornell? Now, Nissan is our partner here, and this week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The Nissan's designs bring you the, the new lineup from Nissan and are intended to empower drivers and vehicles vehicles. Incapable as the drivers themselves. When I think of the unbelievabilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, it has to be the play of Zay Flowers and Emmett Moorhead and Joseph Griffin the second last weekend. While the defense couldn't stop a nosebleed, the offense showed up. Emmett Moorhead threw for four touchdowns in his first start with the Eagles. While Joseph Griffin and Zay two touchdowns apiece, some of them were absolutely magical. Now this segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursued what you, what thrills you in the all-new Frontier Armada or Pathfinder today. Available at NissanUSA.com. All right. AJ Black here. We're talking about the game. We're talking about the wins. BC is now 1-0. With a victory over Cornell. And yeah. I I already know. I can hear some folks at home going. It's Cornell. Who cares? You're going to have to play the ACC. You know what? You win the games that's in front of you. And that's what BC had to do. Yeah, they didn't cover. But they didn't lose either. This wasn't that backbreaking loss. That BC has had so many times. And as I talked about Prince Ligby, Looked every bit the 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 contender and and main attraction for BC basketball for years to come in just his first game i think that is exciting okay now what else did we learn about this team today first of all tj bickerstaff a guy that many folks myself included had really kind of written off in terms of his offensive his offensive uh, capabilities. He was not a guy that many folks thought could do much. And he's not an outside shooter at all. And we, we, he he shouldn't be, but what we saw today was he's another glue guy. And I feel like, I feel like grant has done a nice job of getting glue guys on this team. Guys that fit his mold, fit what he does. And Bickerstaff showed it today without Demar Langford, without Quinton Post, the Eagles could lean on a guy like Bickerstaff, who, who, yeah, he's not going to be a guy that's going to put up twenty five points, but he had like ten rebounds, he had big plays back and forth, he missed a, a alley oop from Makai Ashton Langford by like an inch. Heck of a game for this kid. It's going to be an interesting call for 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 Earl Grant with who he goes with. When it when it when the game time comes, when Quentin Post is back, because remember Post and Langford both uh, both missed this game with injuries, and Bickerstaff got the start. Will Will Grant go with the more seasoned guy? Will B. be probably the first guy off the bench? It'll be interesting to see how he does that. The other revelation from this game had to be C.J. Penna. CJ Penna was a uh, an afterthought. I mean, I, when I was writing for SI, uh, Fan Nation right back in my BC Bulletin days, I don't even think I covered this because I didn't even know who the guy was. He looked like a guy that deserved to be out there. Now again, it's against Cornell, but he gave you. He looks like a big body that you need to make some big plays. And again, just like you know, just like a Ligby, this is a guy that. I, I thought looks like he's going to be out there on top of that. You're talking about this bench. I, I, I'm getting excited just talking about the bench because this team is deep. There's got guys out and, and, and Grant kind of cut his bench in the second half, which was interesting, but you know, I, I saw glimpses of a lot of these guys and said to myself, you know, get them out there more. De- Devin McLaughlin, a guy that was red shirted last year, didn't play at all. Goes out there and has some valuable minutes. You know when when you get post back when you get Lamar Damar Langford back, you're not going to be able to get all these guys out there. But it's it's reassuring to know that when the grind hits, and you know in college sports, especially when you have to play 30 plus games a year, you're going to get guys that are banged up. Guys are going to miss games. Guys, you know who God knows if we get COVID again on this team, you're going to miss some of these guys that you have guys out there. You saw DJ hand, make some plays. You saw Chaz Kelly out there. You saw how many guys, you know, Grant, you saw Grant say this during his press conference earlier this summer or later the summer. He feels like he's got a, a, a lot of bench talent here. And that is exciting. I think that is, is, is the tape, the big takeaway from this game. And, um, you know, a lot of the things that we saw from last year still seem to, to eke out there. BC shot really poorly from three-point range. They shot 24%. I wasn't, I mean, not not to be uh, crude, but my, uh, Mason Madsen didn't impress me all that much. He reminded me a lot of, um, of um, why am I blanking on his name for, from last year? Uh, the kid that transferred to Clemson. I'm I'm totally blanking on his name right now. It's 1030 at night. Someone in the comment section can tell me, Um, but like he shot one for eight. He's supposed to be your, your, your uh, sniper. He didn't do much, but he did hit a couple big three free throws at the end and had that uh, clutch play at the end. So I thought he, you know, you, you make the plays when you gotta, when you gotta have them. And I, I I thought he did a nice job there, but you know, want to know that is, that is what you get out of this. And it looked like the fans were storming the court at the end. And if they were all the power to them, you know, be Conti form has been dead for years. And I don't care if it's Cornell Duke, whatever, if fans want to get excited about a game, let them get excited about a game because you know what, when you see the fans get excited like that, the students are going to see that and go, Oh, I get season tickets. I never use them. I'm going to go to this game. Then you get more and more of that. You saw Prince Aligbe through that whole second half, trying to get the fans into it. Jaden Zachary was doing it too. They want they want the fans there. They want the fans to get into this, okay? And so this win, it was important for that because you know if BC loses this. The season ticket holders are gonna go, oh, it's the same old BC team as years in the past. They're not good. Why am I bothering? This is the same old thing. Earl Grant's overrated, blah, blah, blah. We know what they're gonna say. And and again, I'm not judging them. That that is absolutely they're right. We've been through a lot, right? With 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 Donahue and Christian, it's been a while. But the win, that win, can build because now. You're going to have, you're going to see more and more people going to want to go to this game. It's going to become that in thing. I remember I was there in 2006. That was BC's uh, 2005, excuse me. 2005, I was there two years. uh, In 2005, was the year that their last year in the Big East when they started 20 and 0, going to BC basketball games was the in thing. And it was because they played well. BC fans like going when they are playing well. When there's a a reason to go, and I think this win is just a a, a nice indicator that they're going to go in the right direction. And the best part of this whole thing too, you didn't have to rush Quinton Post back. You didn't have to rush Demar Langford back because the last thing this program needs is those guys to get hurt more because you rushed them back. That, that's that's the beauty of having depth, right? You got guys that need a couple days off. You sit them. You let them take their time. You let them uh you know, you get you let them kind of just get their their moment uh their their legs underneath them and you get ready for those ACC games or the big games that are coming up uh later in this you know, the Big 10 challenge or Villanova or the multi-team tournament. There's a lot that you could get excited about. Now, in our final segment, I want to get into your comments. I see a lot of you out there. If you have more comments that you want to talk about for this game, hit the comment section. I will feature them up on our screen. I'm also going to talk a little bit about football and women's basketball, who also started off 1-0 on uh, on Monday. Now, let's talk about our good friends over at Bet Bet BetOnline is the place to go when you want to make your sports wager Betting to get your sorry to get your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at betonline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. I went over there. If you were to bet on BC, it probably wasn't going to be a good night for you but the line was crazy and you can get that all you can get the, the best thing about Bet online is it's always updated. So, you know, the, the line dipped from 12 and a half to eight and a half. And of course, betters know what the heck's going on there. And they were able to know. And if you went under that, you would have won. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. This is locked on BC. We're wrapping up our conversation about Uh, what about BC's 79 77 win over the Cornell big red. Now let's go over uh, some of the comments. And first of all, thank you, Mark Valzone. I could not get Brevin's Galloway's name into my head. I was, it was just blanking right there and you, you nailed it for me. So thank you. Uh, Let's go over some of the comments that you guys had. Uh, Mark again said, not pretty, but we'll take the win without two starters. Uh, Yeah. I mean, when you look at a game like this, you, when you, when you need to win, you win. And that's what you got to do. Peter Caruso says, I think Prince of league B is going to be something special for BC. Anyone else here agree with me? If you agree with them, hit them up in the comments. Cause I think, I think Peter's got some, a good point here. Uh And then, uh, Mark said, I agree with you, AJ. The bench was great. What a different, what a difference. Dan Kent says great student crowd tonight. They were loud. They were really loud. Um, and it, 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 it's a far cry from the, the student fans. You know, I think it's the Yukon fans that always bring up that picture of that one kid standing in the, in the um, super fan shirt in the audience by himself. I mean, the crowd by himself, it looked, it looked like a good crowd. And I think it's only going to get better as BC continues to improve. Uh, and then Charles says, Player of the game, Bickerstaff and Prince. And Mark wants to know, who do you think player of the game goes to? I got to go with Prince in this game. Obviously, I'm going to go with the guy that hits the game-winning shot, but you could argue TJ Bickerstaff as well. Um, And I love talking about this. I love (laughs) after, I got to tell you folks, I'm talking about football and, and, and the misery of this football season for two months straight. Having something positive to talk about is honestly kind of refreshing. And I I appreciate all of you. And if you have any other thoughts, put them in the comment section, because I'm not done uh, talking about uh, how this is going. Now, if you're listening to this and you haven't done so already, I have another favor to ask you if you want to support this podcast, if you want to get BC news sent directly to you, and I'm going to be doing these a lot during the basketball season, hit the subscribe button right now to become a locked up. It's completely free. It costs nothing, and you're going to get just BC News and more videos sent directly to your YouTube feed. I promise you I won't spam you or do anything crazy. Just do that. We are up to 600 subscribers on YouTube. I made a goal back in August that we'd get to 600 by the start of the basketball season. We hit it this morning. So thank you to each and every one of you that have subscribed to our YouTube page. And if you haven't done so already, I'd love to get that other 400 real soon so that we can uh, really beef up this, this, uh, this podcast now for basketball, women's basketball also won on uh, they won on Monday as well. They beat UMass Lowell and they beat them pretty handily, which is great. Uh, it's Joanna McNamee's first game of the year. She's got, she's five and O in her um, season openers and Tina Mayer, and I'm going to mess her name up. Set a single-game freshman assist records for 13. And D'Otavia Wagner scored 17 points. They won 81-53. JoJo Lacey had 16 points. And Maria Gekdang had 13 points, 8 rebounds, 3 block shots, and 2 steals. So, great game for the women to start off their season. Basketball teams are 2-0. Can't complain about that. So, we'll have to see uh, how they do moving forward from there. Now, let's get into the football team it's a little bit of football talk here. I know many of you don't want to talk about it. Believe me, I'm right there with you. So, I wanted to uh, you know, BC BC basket yeah, uh, BC basketball. BC football is playing NC State this weekend. It's a 3:30 start. It is a, it's a 17-point uh spread, which is crazy given the fact that they don't have Devin Lee. But NC State has now got a quarterback, MJ Morris, I believe his name is, who Uh, looks every bit the nightmare that's going to probably torch BC's defense. So that's a little scary uh, going into that game. Um, There's no other real uh, basketball news. We talked about it yesterday, but Halfley is still sticking with Dracovic if he's healthy. And um, I don't agree with that, but it's, I'm not the coach. That's kind of his call, but I I really hope that they go with Emmett Moorhead. I don't know what the injury status is because practices are closed. We'll have to hear tomorrow kind of if he, gives us anything. Cause he's usually pretty as you, as I joke about on this podcast, he's pretty guarded with um, the news uh, about injuries on that team, but we're going to wrap things up. It's 11 o'clock. I have got other things I got to get done before I can go to sleep. I got my day job in the morning. Uh, thank you all for listening again. Hit that subscribe button. We'll be back again tomorrow. Uh, we're going to start kicking off more talk about NC state. I'm going to probably be joined by Kenton Gibbs. I've locked on NC state. He's a former NC state and defensive lineman. I love talk. I've been on a show with him a lot. So you're going to want to hear that. Uh, we're a good yin and yang in terms of our talking. He, he hold. if you guys want to see me get held accountable for some of my crazy takes, well, you're going to want to hear Kenton's uh, talk about talks with that. So thank you all for listening and we'll see you again soon. Take care, everyone.